is back. The 2021 NFL season is here, and the Dallas Cowboys kick off the season tomorrow night, facing off against the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady. I will discuss what the Cowboys need to do to take down the Bucs and what the first half of the season holds next on The Wrap-Up. Welcome back to Season 2 of The Wrap-Up. It has been a long off-season, but the past is behind us, and there are 158 days of football ahead of us. Before we get into tomorrow night's game, let's take a look at what the first nine weeks of the year look like for your Dallas Cowboys. In Week 2, the Cowboys will travel to Los Angeles to take on sophomore star Justin Herbert and the L.A. Chargers. This is a game that could potentially shock some people. The Chargers have a solid young team with a strong defense and a pair of good wide receivers in Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, not to mention one of the best receiving backs in the country, Austin Eckler. Week three, the boys come back to Arlington for an electric Monday night football matchup against their bitter rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. The last time that these two had a Monday night football matchup was Christmas Eve of 2012, where the Eagles beat the Romoless Cowboys 20-7. With a new head coach and so many questions, who knows what the Philadelphia Eagles will look like this season. In week four, the Cowboys take on the Carolina Panthers, led by former Jets quarterback Sam Darnold. The Panthers traded for Darnold this offseason with hopes of revitalizing his career and their offense. The additions of J.C. Horn, Davion Nixon, and Hassan Reddick should definitely boost that Carolina defense. In Week 5, the Cowboys have another divisional matchup against the New York Giants. 2020 was an awful year for the Giants who were plagued with injuries, but they are finally getting star running back Saquon Barkley back. This game marks the second tough running back matchup for Dan Quinn and the Dallas Cowboys defense. Week 6, the Cowboys go back on the road to face off against rookie quarterback Mac Jones and the New England Patriots. The last matchup between these two teams was a thriller coming down to the wire with the Cowboys losing 13-9 on a rainy Foxborough Sunday evening. Week 7 is the Cowboys' bye week, and at this point, it should be expected that the team is either at 5-1 or 4-2. There are plenty of games in the first six weeks that could go either way for the boys. In Week 8, the Cowboys go back to Minnesota and take on Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Last year's matchup was a 31-28 victory, showcasing the talent of then-rookie wide receiver CeeDee Lamb, who had a stellar grab in the end zone over Vikings defensive back Jeff Gladney. This should be a fun matchup to watch featuring two sophomore receivers that took the league by storm last year. And in week nine, the Cowboys come back home to take on the Denver Broncos. After an abysmal 2020 season, the Broncos are looking to pick things back up in the toughest division in football, the AFC West. Denver is being led by quarterback Teddy Bridgewater this year and will have SMU wideout Portland Sutton back on the field after an ACL injury last year. The NFL could not have picked a more perfect game to kick off the 2020 season than tomorrow night's game. Two of the biggest storylines for the year are the return of Dak Prescott and the continued battle between Tom Brady and Father Time. 
Prescott has not played a snap of NFL football since injuring his ankle in Week 5 against the New York Giants. Coach McCarthy held Prescott out of every preseason game due to a shoulder strain that he suffered in Oxnard, but Coach says that QB1 is full go for tomorrow night. On the other hand, Cowboys All-Pro guard Zach Martin will not be playing against Tampa Bay due to COVID-19. Coach McCarthy said he's not 100% out yet, but he needs two negative tests by tomorrow night. In his place, the Cowboys will start Connor McGovern at right guard. Another storyline to keep your eye on for tomorrow night is the new-look Cowboys defense under Dan Quinn. Last season, we saw one of the worst defenses in NFL history. The Cowboys defense ranked 27th in points allowed, 22nd in yards allowed, and 31st in rushing yards allowed. During the offseason, the Cowboys made clear to address the run game by signing defensive tackles Brent Urban and Carlos Watkins. And in the draft, the Cowboys went defense heavy using eight of their 11 picks on the defensive side of the ball. There are a ton of players that are poised for breakout years on this team, but there are three that I want to cover. The first is Cowboys' first-round pick, Micah Parsons. When the Cowboys were on the board at 10, my nightmare scenario had happened. Corners J.C. Horn and Patrick Sertan II were both taken off the board at picks 8 and 9. The team then traded back with Philadelphia to take Penn State linebacker Micah Parsons. Here is my coverage from that pick earlier this year. The Cowboys ultimately chose to trade back with a very unlikely trade partner, their division rivals, the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cowboys sent pick number 10 to Philly for picks number 12 and 84. At pick 10, the Eagles finally got their receiver in Heisman winner Devontae Smith, who could cause some serious trouble for the Cowboys' defense this coming season. Smith finished this last year with 1,800 yards and 24 touchdowns for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Moving back to 12 allowed the Cowboys to reassess their needs and take what was once considered to be the best defensive player in this draft, Micah Parsons, linebacker from Penn State. Parsons has been widely regarded as the best linebacker prospect the NFL has seen in quite a while. But there were two things that made him slip. The first was him opting out of the 2020 college football season. And the second was an allegation from his time at Penn State. Parsons, among other teammates, was accused of hazing another teammate, something apparently head coach James Franklin was aware of and did nothing about. The Penn State linebacker obviously denied all claims. While many will disagree with the Parsons pick, it's hard to pass up on that kind of talent when it's on the board. And also, let's remember that longtime linebacker Sean Lee announced his retirement just three days before the draft began. The Cowboys replaced one Penn State linebacker with another. I had my concerns about Parsons, but he has proved everyone, including myself, wrong. He was Pro Football Focus's highest-ranked linebacker in all of preseason, and he played like it. In four games, Parsons had seven solo tackles and a fumble recovery. Micah showed his elite pass-rushing ability and his insane sideline-to-sideline speed. This is a guy that is a must-watch for this year. Also, he is listed as the favorite to win the Rookie of the Year with plus 400 odds. 
The second player to watch this year is tight end Blake Jarwin. Jaws was sidelined last year after he tore his ACL in Week 1 against the Rams. In 2019, Jarwin finished the year with 365 yards and 3 touchdowns. While Jarwin is splitting time with Dalton Schultz, I'm still expecting big things from him this year. And the final guy to watch is Keanu Neal. The Cowboys signed Neal this offseason and turned the former Falcon into a linebacker. While the Cowboys linebacker room is loaded, Neal will still get plenty of playing time as a gadget guy. I would expect to see this guy all over the field this season, and it's going to be a fun thing to watch. After a long year, it is once again time for my keys to victory. The first key to victory is forcing Tampa Bay to run the ball. It is a very difficult thing to try and find holes on this Tampa Bay team, but I believe that the weakest spot on the offense is their run game. If the Cowboys can find a way to force Tom Brady to hand the ball off rather than throwing it to Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, or Rob Gronkowski, that's going to go a long way for this defense. The second key is scoring early. The past two years, the Cowboys have struggled to score early in football games. In fact, the Cowboys only scored 18 times in the first quarter last season and had three games where they didn't score at all in the first. If the Cowboys want to take down the Bucks, they must score early and they must score often. The final key is finding a groove. While this seems like an obvious key, Dak Prescott has not played a competitive game of football in 333 days. He's gone nearly a full year without some kind of live action. This key is major, not just for this game, but for this season. If the Cowboys struggle to find a groove with Dak Prescott, they could risk falling behind early. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. 2020 was a hard year for many people, and I started this to talk about something that I love and share my knowledge with all of you. I hope that I've helped make following the Cowboys at least a little bit better. While last year was a struggle, this year is a fresh start for the team, and I am expecting big things in Dallas. So strap into your seats and get ready, because we are just 24 hours away from Cowboys football. Thank you again for listening to this episode. Make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at The Wrap Up. That's going to be it for me. I'm Alec Rapp, and this has been the first episode of Season 2 of The Wrap Up.